Oh man, it is Tuesday up in here. Getting ready for a motocross weekend at Red Bud as we kick off the Red, White, and Blue American birthday celebration right here in the 49 on Saturday. I have uh, a stroke of genius. I'm always trying to make Big 49 better than everyone else, and, and I'm always trying to push the envelope so that people can't copy us. That's what happens. We come up with something, we do something, and then next thing you know, all the little moto podcasts and moto TV shows and whatnot are all doing what we did and like, oh, it's ours. (laughs) So I'm going to push that envelope out here and I'm going to dare anyone to follow me on this one. And I can break this little story in a minute. Kyle's going to love this. I, I think he should love it. Should be a great time for Kyle, but I've got a, a, an idea of what we're going to do. It's going to be very fun. I will talk about this coming up in uh, a couple of segments. Uh, but the very next segment, we have got an interview with Hunter, Mr. Hunter Lawrence, HRC Honda team, undefeated dude on that freaking HRC Honda 250 this year. He's won every round of the Pro Motocross Outdoor season so far. And he's looking tough to beat. And with a week off, getting over the rib injury, expect that dude to be even faster and better this coming weekend at Redbud. So excited about that. Got my my game face on. I'm working. I'm trying to make the 49 better, like I said. I got some cool stories to get into. I got a, U- I got a UFO story that I, I really think needs to be addressed. It's a really good story about a dude whose life was destroyed by the small town that he lived in, by the government and everyone else because he was a UFO dude. And this uh, article is written by one of his children who laughed and disowned him as a human being. And the man died homeless and eating out of trash cans. And at one point was a, you know, contributing dude, contributing member to society, owned a ranch. And we're going to get into this. This is a, a really good story. I'll do that right after we talk to our friend Hunter. Hunter from Australiers. So after we talk to Hunter from Australiers, we're going to get into this UFO story of the day. I seem to have one every day now. And then after that, I'm going to tell you my new plan to just dare anyone to chase us. It could totally blow up in my face, though, and I don't think Moto Man is going to appreciate my plan at all. I think Jason will be amused by my plan. I think Kyle might be a giant vagina and screw up my plan, but I would anticipate him eagerly uh, wanting to do this. He'll be the superstar of the day on Saturday if he does. I promise you that. I know how to make people uh, blow up, and this is how I blow up Kyle. And I need that. It's it, it's self-promotion. Kyle blows up, I blow up. Big 49 blows up. That's what I'm going to do. So get ready. There is a whole lot of fun coming your way here in the 49. Moto, you're not going to like this. i tell you right now, Moto, you're not going to like this. Moto Man, you're going to hate this. Jason's going to laugh at it. I'm going to laugh at it even though I typically would hate this too goes against a lot of me but but at the same time I'm a showman I care more about B49 
being entertaining than I do being liked or nice or safe or anything like that. I'm willing to do whatever we got to do. Remember, I was the dude that was producing Ellis's show when we were doing all the animal attack crap. We'd have games and then if you lost, you got bit by a python or a... I got bit by an effing... Uh, a bird-eating spider, the largest spider in the world, bit my finger until it bled, and it hurt like a mofo. felt like somebody stabbed me with a fork. And, oh yeah, lots of stuff like that. And that's fun, and that that's what pushes the envelope. So, it's not that bad. This is just funny. I think this is amusing, and we're going to do this. And we'll even incorporate a sponsor if we have to. We'll get a sponsor. If no sponsor wants to be involved, I'll just deal with it myself. So, get ready. Fun times. But up next... Mr. Hunter Lawrence of the HRC Honda team right here on the Big 4-9. Big 49, it is a stretch show, and right now we are sitting down with the man on the 250s. He is an HRC Honda rider, and his name is Hunter F. And Lawrence, and he is undefeated so far this entire season, going a perfect 4-0 on the overalls and getting it done again today at high point. And uh, it, I don't want to say making it look easy, but you're making it look easy, Hunter. I know today there was some difficulties. You uh, you know, you get the overall win. That's really all that matters. But you did get docked uh, seven points for jumping on a red cross flag, which seems really bizarre and, and, and hard to judge when you guys are out on a motocross track. On a supercross track, that's a little easier. But out here on a motocross track, it seems really hard to do. And I know you got docked on it, but you got the overall win. So... Uh, give us your thoughts on today. Yeah, it was. Apart from that, it was great. <laughs> we got the overall, so that was uh, really cool. Yeah. Track was wild. It was, um, man. There was so many soft spots that you didn't see, and just yeah. sinkholes. So that was really, really wild. But um, yeah, yeah, all it, good. You ended up having a really good qualifying time too. Like, what was your strategy going out there today to not only get in some good qualifying times, but to once again get an overall win? Ah, oh, uh, just. Dude, don't crash for one. <laughs> then you got muddy grips and muddy gloves. So, yeah, just try and get the best lines you can. Clear yeah. tracks, obviously key. Uh, yeah. On a normal day, let alone a track like was today, I didn't think anyone really expected it to be that wet. Yeah. Uh, or maybe it was just me that was caught off guard. <laughs> um, but yeah, then the second qualifying, I betted my time, which was a surprise because I thought you know the track, the prior groups were going a lot slower and. Um, yeah, it was just tricky. It seemed like that track was going to be a lot more chewed up for the second qualifying, and, and that isn't the case. You ended up with a really good time in the second qualifying, and, and some people did even better. Do you think uh, that's part of your uh, your scoop tire? I know you were running the scoop tire again today. So, it, it, you know, how did that help you get the overall win today? Yeah, absolutely. Everyone's down there, and they're all thinking of the, the you know the main key factor, and that's the start with how yeah. deep the start straight is. and. The track prep kind of, it was tough because the track prep for what the conditions were didn't help the track, but yeah. it helped the tire decision because they just kind of fill yeah. the slop and the mud back in and drag it back in over everywhere. So it was soft to start with. So I think that definitely helped with the scoop tire, but okay. yeah, you just had to be, you know, use finesse and the throttle control and the, on the hard slippery spots um, with that scoop tire. So. All right, another thing we were talking about on the uh, Big 49 coverage is this was probably the first day you were feeling better as far as the ribs go. That is a long time to heal up on a rib injury like you sustained before the season even started, and it seems like you're probably coming around to normal. How excited are you that you get another week off and you get to rest those ribs an extra week before we get to Red Bud? Yeah, for sure. They're a lot better this weekend. This was the yeah. best weekend so far. Yeah. 
It's just a pain in the butt. They take forever. But no, they're good. They're getting better. So hopefully Redbud will just be uh, will be dialed 100%. All right. So how about this? You and your brother both turning in early Father's Day presents for your dad on Father's Day weekend here at High Point. Both getting the wins and, and looking really phenomenal. You got any special plans with your pops for this weekend? Or what's going to go on in the Lawrence household for Father's Day weekend? Uh, I think today was a pretty good day. Like yeah. last year, it was stoked. It was a good day. Went yeah. one, two. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll bring some beers over for him or something. We'll, we'll figure something out. <laughs> nice. All right, man. Well, have a great celebration at the Lawrence house. You guys have earned it. It is well-deserved. Uh, going 1-1 again this weekend as you have every single round of the motocross season so far. Very, very impressive. Congratulations to you, your family, the HRC Honda team. Uh, can't wait to see what happens after you get a week of rest on you and see what you can do to the pack when we get up to Red Bud, man. We'll talk to you then. I am certain of it. I am stretched. This is the Big 49, your home of Moto Rock Extreme. The man Entertainment Report! Yesterday, I told you that Dana White was serious about hooking up a fight between Mark Zuckerberg, the owner of Meta, and Elon Musk, the owner of Twitter and Tesla and SpaceX and everything else. Two of the world's richest men were going to fight. And now here's the worst part. We already knew that Zuckerberg would have kicked freaking Musk's ass because he trains MMA. He's a legit jujitsu guy, if you like it or not. And Elon Musk now looks even worse because his mom stepped in and said she is canceling the fight that there will be no fight you are 50 something years old you are the richest man in the world and your mom just stopped you from getting into a fight douchebag jake paul has been training for his upcoming fight with nate diaz in august and he doesn't seem to be taking it too seriously because he just posted a video of him training hitting the speed bag the whole time he's got a cigarette in his mouth. He's just sitting there puffing away while he's training. It's kind of funny, but I don't think I want to get in the ring with Nate Diaz. And this is no regular fight he has. Not your typical exhibition fight. It is 10 rounds for real with Nate Diaz, who doesn't really start fighting until he's been punched in the face a whole bunch of times. Finally, rest in peace to Tony Saragusa, the former Baltimore Raven that won a Super Bowl with the team back in 2000 was kind of like a fan favorite. He went on to a broadcasting career afterwards. He was a giant 300 pound massive man and has died at the age of 55. No word yet on the cause of death. But when it's a fat guy, you always assume heart attack. Let's be honest. The Man Entertainment with Stretch. Big 4-9. Stretch up. If you don't like UFOs, it might be time for you to leave. I'm going to rant. I'm not going to do a double dose like I did yesterday, but I got a UFO story for that ass. Time to get your UFO on right now. And this is something I have been talking about, and I love to see that this article was written. It's very sad and tragic that this article was written. But it is written by a young man whose father was a famous... Um, alien abductee back around 1980 and it happened in Bozler, Wyoming and his dad they owned a, a ranch and this guy was a, a lifetime you know, born in that area, raised in that area his father was a rancher his grandfather was a rancher and the guy was a real legit dude well at some point he started talking about aliens um, mutilating cattle out on his property 
And him going out there and hearing the screams of the cattle and seeing all kinds of UFOs and then being abducted and brought onto a spaceship and being probed, the old anal probe and all that good stuff. And everyone laughed at him. Everyone first thought he was crazy. And then it went on to like, uh, I think it was on that show, That's Incredible. And at that point, he, it, it was massive, massive, massive. And everyone in town turned on this guy and he became a laughing stock of the town. And it really drove this guy to lose, and he lost everything. And according to the story, at some point, the government came in and confiscated his land illegally. And the guy was talking about cover-ups and insane. He was seemed like a crazy person. He was talking about being abducted by aliens, cattle mutilations on his ranch, the government stealing his property, all these people coming and, you know, messing with him because he saw aliens and he was speaking the truth. And he literally, think about this in 1980, you were laughed out of town and he was laughed into just oblivion and his own kids disowned him. And he told a story about being in school and his father, a kid came into school and was like laughing going, hey, I saw your dad eating out of the trash can today. And then the guy basically said, I was horrified. And then I thought, but at that point his dad was already homeless. And he said, he, he started laughing with him. I know like he's such a loser and his UFO crap, he's crazy. Da 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 da. So people thought the guy was delusional, thought he had schizophrenia and all of this stuff. And now this article being written by one of the kids is like, man, this crap might be real. He's seeing the Tic Tac UFO. He's seeing the whistleblower come forward and he's seeing all this and he's like, wait a minute, I made a mockery along with everyone in our town of my father and disowned this man who might've been onto something. He might've been telling the truth. And now the kid's like, I should have believed him. The, the guy's now died from cancer and not at a very old age either, which is another thing, just so you know, associated with being uh, up close and personal with UFOs. A lot of people get cancer and die because they're radioactive or whatever the hell they are and human bodies can't handle being around that crap. So they say. But this guy ended up dying of cancer, not a very old man, had a lot of alleged UFO encounters, his family disowns him, and now this kid's coming out going, you know, what are we going to do? Because that this isn't an isolated incident. This isn't one tragic tale of a man who had his life destroyed and everything taken from him for being a UFO dude. But what are we gonna do? And he's like, there needs to be some restitution. If the government comes out and says, yeah, we knew about this, we lied about this, and you let things like this happen to people, and there are documented cases like this guy, the government should be on the hook. I'm not a Larry H. Parker, let's sue everyone, I hate that. But in this situation, I would be okay with it. I mean, yeah, you destroyed this man and you probably cost him his life. It definitely cost him his livelihood and everyone mocked him and laughed at him and I would totally be okay with this guy getting some uh, post-mortem uh, verification, validation, if you will. So it's a, it's a interesting story. It's a, it's a very good read and written by one of his now, obviously, adult children. And it is 
a crazy story of how bad this guy's life got absolutely destroyed. And you know what's funny? I realized uh, today, as I was talking about, that uh, this dude, or I was talking about it's been like 70 years. It's been almost 100 years. It's been 90 years since the first, what they say, first known recovery happened in the 1930s when they recovered that bell-shaped UFO allegedly in Italy, which also ended up in America after the Pope tipped off the Americans and they went in and got it before the Nazis could get it. So, if this is all true, they've been lying about this crap for almost 100 years, for 90 years. We are at 90 years because it was 1933 when they say they got the first one. Then in the late 1940s is when we started getting Roswell and all that other stuff. Mount Shasta, all those. It's nuts. So a 90-year span of the government lying to you if they come out and say this was all true. Crazy, crazy, crazy. All right, coming up next, I'm going to break it down for you. I got a way to make the Big 40. I need the Big 49 to be more entertaining. I realize it's not that entertaining. Sometimes I get bored on the Moto Show. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes on Saturday... I have fun busting balls, and, and you can tell when I get bored because I go off the rails and just start being a dick to people and creating drama because I'm trying to create entertainment. I don't care about the Moto Show, to be dead honest with you. I care about being entertaining. If the Moto Show's entertaining and informative, it serves its purpose. On those days it lags when there hasn't been any superstars out there, yeah, it needs a shot in the ass, and I'm ready to give it to it this weekend. Even though this weekend we do have another little perk, Motocross is getting lucky as hell. Jason Anderson announced he will most likely be back this weekend at Redbud. And they need stars, so that'll be cool. I'd love to see Anderson do well in his first race back. But let's get into my plan to make the Saturday show more entertaining this weekend. At least this one time. Let's try it this one time. Everybody hear me out. Moto, hear me out. Kyle, hear me out. It's, it's not perfected yet, but I'm going to get this fine-tuned by the end of the week. My new plan for how to make the Moto Show more entertaining on Saturday morning. Coming up on a 4 9. Big, 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 big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Yesterday, the World Supercross made a huge announcement without making the obvious huge announcement that should go along with it, and that is they are now going to race November 4th and 5th in Abu Dhabi. They are calling it the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, and they've gotten together with some big promoters there. It will be the first ever Supercross event in Abu Dhabi, which is super, super cool, and we're stoked on that, but they still have had... No mention whatsoever of that July 22nd race that was supposed to take place in Lyon, France, but looks like it is canceled because all their riders are heading back to America after the race this weekend in the UK so that they can jump into some Super Motocross Championship points and try to get some big cash when that three-round Super Motocross playoff goes down. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9. It is a stretch show. Man, heavy is the head that wears the crown, I tell you. Coming around here trying to save the big 4-9. Trying to make this thing entertaining. Trying to make this thing turn a profit. Trying to make a buck on the 4-9. Gotta tell you, listening on Sunday, when Violates Community Standards was in, they did a little takeover, which was cool as hell, in there with Moto Man. And by the way... 
Uh, that's a vlog now, and it is up at thebig49.com. Go check that out. Nice little OC punk band. Violates community standards. We are down with them, have been down with them since they showed up at uh, the LBZ pre, uh, pre-party at A1. And we talked to them on the radio that day, and those guys threw it down in the parking lot of, of Anaheim Stadium. And we're like, yeah, these dudes are cool. We like these guys. So we've been down with uh, VCS ever since. And they gave me this idea because at one point during the uh, takeover, they shouted out to their boy Kyle, who likes to party, who put it down like a beast. And I'll tell you that, Kyle's a, a, probably the heavyweight champion of partying here at the 49. I don't party. I'm old, fat, got diabetes. I don't drink. I don't do drugs. I'm boring as hell. I just talk smack on the radio and eat junk food. That's my vice. I smoke cigars. But uh, that's about it. I'm, I'm a boring old dude. Moto Man doesn't drink. Moto Man's like a straight edge. Moto Man's those guys that, like, doesn't do drugs, but he may shoot you from a bell tower. Just saying. It's possible. And then Jason's just chill, loves dirt bikes and hanging out, eating burritos and stuff. That's Jason. Jason's super chill. Loves Moto. Moto is his life. His family owns HYR. Jason's the man over there. So, you know, he's grown up in in the dirt bike world. It's all he knows. So Jason's been down with us from day one. But Kyle, Kyle likes a party. I heard VCS say it. So I thought, wait a minute. We have cameras on the guys. We're filming this show as we do it. We're going to have what's called the crash cam. Every time somebody crashes, every time a bike hits the dirt, Kyle has to shotgun a beer. Every time. That's the crash cam. So, oh, God, look at that. Uh... Chase Sexton just fell. Boom, Kyle got a shotgun of beer. And I'm talking 250s, 450s. It could be a long, hard day. And, and, and believe me, I have pulled my hair out having drunk Kyle on the radio because it's god-awful and it makes me want to, like, slap him. But it's my own doing at this point because I think it's funny because I think I want to do this to see how entertaining this can get. So I think I want to do the crash cam on Saturday and every time somebody crashes, Kyle pounds a beer. That's just it. We're just like, go, Kyle, go. Uh, we can get a beer bong if we need to, or, you know, the can opener and shotgun it down. Or you can just chug it. I don't care. I don't really have the delivery method. doesn't really bother me. I don't think uh, putting it up his butt would be a good thing. That would be very unappetizing to the uh, viewers of the vlog. But I think that is a definite win. That's a win. That's something. Because I wanted to implement punishments for losing on the bets. And every time I try to, everyone pusses out. And no one will do it. And, and I'll tell you this. I'll put a dog collar on. I'll do whatever. I've done all that. I, that's old hat to me. But no one else wants to do it. So I'm like, well, wait a minute. Kyle likes to party. He's the king of partying. VCS told me he loves to party. So why not have the crash cam where it's like, oh, God. And then you can go back and check the video later. I will have to say we're probably going to have to have Jason pick him up and bring him to the studio and definitely have Jason bring him home afterwards or Moto or someone because I'm not there. I'm in my studio. That's, that's another joy of this whole thing. I create this big crap storm, and then I'm uh, at the Big 49 West. I'm not even in the room with those asshats. And then I know Kyle's going to start swearing, and I'm going to be like, God, Stretch, this was a bad idea. But, you know, it's worth a shot. I want I want the show to be entertaining. And I will tell you, I have not been all that thrilled with the motocross season so far. Uh, 250s I've liked. 450s I have not. 
It's been the Jet Lawrence Show, and, and I'm stoked on that because I really dig that kid. I really, really do. And I love Cooper and AP and, and Dylan Ferrandez and Adam C. and Cyril. I love all those guys. But it hasn't been that exciting this year in the 450s. Hasn't been a lot of battle. And the most exciting thing that happened is when Kenny Roxon showed up and finally pushed Young Jet at the last race at High Point. So, crash cam. And people crash. It's what happens. People drop the bike. Every time they kick over at a bike drop, we're pound. It's pound town. We're taking one to pound town. And trust me, one thing we have at the studio is alcohol. There's a lot of alcohol at the studio. So let's get ready for this. The crash cam coming on Saturday. I'm sure everyone will start bitching me out, but to me, it sounds great. It sounds wonderful. And I will orchestrate it. I, I will host it and anchor it. I have no problem doing that. We'll give it a whirl this week. See how it goes. You know, you got to throw things against the wall. Got to spitball. See what sticks. And I, and I need these shows to be more entertaining because they have not been that entertaining so far this motocross season. Not going to lie. I call it like it is. And if, if, if that goes well, we'll have something the next week. Whatever it is, we will figure it out. So get ready for the crash camp coming this Saturday to the moto coverage. 9 a.m. is when it starts on the 49. The crashing will start at 10 a.m. when the first gate drops Pacific time. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? It's the 49. Big, 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 big. The big 49. Moto Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Yesterday on the Moto Minute, you heard me saying we were hoping this would happen sooner rather than later. Then late in the day, I saw this post from Mr. El Hombre, Jason Anderson himself. A couple of more days of riding than probably Redbud. That means he's racing this weekend at Redbud. There's no probably about that. It's, yeah, I'm going to ride and get ready, and I'm going to race at Redbud this weekend. This is the best news, not only for Pro Motocross, which is starving for stars right now, but for Kawasaki in general. That Pro Circuit team has not had a lot of good news this year, and I am stoked that they got Jason Anderson back for Redbud on a freaking America's birthday weekend. This is going to be great. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBC is coming up one hour from now. Big 49. Stretch going to give it to you. He's going to give it to you. That's right. Right now, Stretch going to drop it like it is. Just, uh, all right. I get into this story. I don't know if you guys have seen it. I haven't talked about it, but I'd heard about it, and I was staying away from it, and then I finally saw the video, and something stuck out to me like a sore thumb in this video. And, and, and I'm hypothesizing here because I don't know the entire backstory on this video. It, it, as soon as I start saying it, most of you will know. It's gone viral as hell. It is a kid, a, a high school kid somewhere. The backstory I heard is that they mispronounced this kid's name. And when a kid got up to the stage, the kid literally, phys very physically, snatches the microphone out of the hands of a school administrator or a principal or whoever it is that has the microphone and makes a scene and grabs the mic and goes off on the mic and then throws the microphone down and walks away. Now, I, if that's, I, to be honest with you, this kid's abhorrent behavior, I don't care what they said. I don't care if they did mess up her name or what happened. It's absolutely disgusting. But there is one thing 
that I see. And what's weird is I was young and dumb. I did stupid stuff. I never was that brutally disrespectful as a kid. I had a little more respect than I do now. But I did a lot of really stupid, stupid stuff as a young person. And I think everyone has. Hell, I'm trying to get Kyle to pound like eight to ten beers on the air on Saturday. Because I'm still stupid. But there's no malicious intent there. And the one thing, I'm going to play this clip for you. The audio of that incident. And there is one thing that shines out to me. And this one thing in this clip is everything everything wrong with America right now. All right, let's listen to this. Okay. Take the mic. Let's go. You didn't let me get my moment, so I want to say my name is Karijata Diano and I'm graduating today. Hey, oh, yes. You snatched the mic out of my head, so today is going to be all about me. Oh, drops the mic. Congratulations! All right, there you go. There you go. That right there, that adult that is in the back, that is encouraging that behavior, that is allowing that behavior. I don't know if that's a mom or a dad or who that is, but that person is everything wrong. A stupid teenager will do stupid teenage stuff. And I did a lot of stupid teenage stuff as a kid. And I'll tell you, there was one thing, one constant in my life. My mom and dad knocked the crap out of me when I did stupid crap. I'm telling you, they knocked the crap out of me. There were consequences. Never, ever, to this day, if I do something bad, my mom will let me have it. Like, she won't smack me or anything, but she'll tell me off. My dad, like, they'll both still yell at me if if they think I'm doing something awful in front of them. They'll like, and I'll hear about it. But... I'm telling you. And same thing with my my son is 30 effing years old, man. And the kid knows if he does something, he's going to hear about it from me. In a big way, he's going to hear about it from me. I would never, ever accept that kind of behavior from my child. And I don't care what happened. She said you took, you snatched a microphone out of my hand. So it seems like at some point she tried to grab the microphone and they took it away from her. And she wanted her moment to yell in the mic and be an idiot. Which is weird is none of the other kids got that, so why are you special? Why do you get that? And if it's because they mispronounced your name, that's a, a, a complete overreaction, and you're a bad, dumb kid. I'll give you that. But that adult saying, oh, yeah, and, like, cheering that on, and then when she went off yelling congratulations, is everything wrong with America. Everything wrong with these a-hole little douchebag kids that feel entitled to act like that, that it is okay and these parents that cheer that behavior. These parents, these parents should be brought to some form of justice for their kids' behavior. I'm all for that too. If you think that's okay to applaud that behavior to your kid, you need to go to some parenting school. You need bad things. And by the way, the old lady that she wrestled the microphone away from, it was very aggressive, very aggressive. So, God-awful behavior can no longer be condoned and accepted, and it damn sure cannot be encouraged by parents. And there are parents of all backgrounds, all races and creeds, that will put the smackdown on their kids for bad behavior. There are, I've seen it. Yet, 
those ones that sit there and cheer this like, you go get yours, you do yours, oh, you have a good day. That is some BS, and that parent needs to be smacked upside down, if that is indeed the parent. I'm assuming it is because they were right there with the camera, you know, videoing it. And if it's an older sibling, the same thing should go to them, whoever it is. It is horrible, 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 horrible. And that is everything wrong with these kids in America. By the way, that kid's now a graduate. That kid's going into the job market. What's going to happen when that kid doesn't get their way at work? They're going to snatch the microphone from the boss at the, you know, company meeting and tell everybody their name and then throw the mic down? Like, that's going to get you far. Yeah, you were doing your kids no justice whatsoever by encouraging and allowing that type of behavior. And I don't care if they're full-grown adults. You don't allow that kind of BS behavior. You intervene. You're still a parent. That is BS. I think that was Moto Man filming. That might have been Moto Man on the camera. Let, let, let me replay that one more time. Hold on one second. Yeah. Just so the today is going to be all about me. Oh, drops the mic. Yeah. Congratulations! Oh, yeah, I think that is Moto Man. I could recognize that voice anywhere. That's Moto Man. That's the host of Last Chance Radio filming that girl, cheering her on. Congratulations. Ooh, drops the mic. Like, you, oh, God. God, God help us all. God help us all with the future of America. It's really not great. It is not going to be great. Wow. All right. I got to get out of here. You know what we're going to do next? We're going to bring back a, a, a great young man. His name is Adam C. and Cirillo. He's a good kid. We like that guy. Got a great interview with him yesterday. If you missed it, it is coming up here on a 4-9. The Big 49 Moto Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Scrolling through the Instagram post yesterday, I found this nugget that was sweet. Ty Masterpool had a post where he is selling his backup race bike for 12 grand. Now, this is a fully race-built KX250, and it seems pretty freaking badass. I think we should buy it here at the Big 49 so that Moto Man finally has a Kawasaki and Jason can get his ass whipped by it and finally stop talking smack about Cowies. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49, it is a Stretch Show here on a Tuesday morning. Thank you for listening to us. Don't forget... Friday, we got the Last Chance Radio Show. Saturday, we got the Moto Show starting at 9 a.m. It is 4th of July weekend. I have decided I am not working uh, Monday or Tuesday next week. I'm going to give you some best of stretch show, and I'm going to take the 4th of July weekend off. Uh, I will do the Moto Show on Saturday because that's our main focus, but I will not work on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Next week, I'm going to be off doing my thing oh man I'm still fired up about that bad behaved kid so now I'm gonna t- may tell you a story make me feel better Taco Bell Taco Bell's good at bringing back things it's weird though that these places they get something that people really like and then they get rid of it oh yeah it's gone and then they bring it back here and there well get ready because starting today Today, if you are a Taco Bell Rewards member, you can get into some Taco Bell nostalgia because the Volcano Taco, the Double Beef Volcano Burrito are back. And they're basically, the the Volcano Taco is a taco with a red shell that's hot and they've got what they call lava sauce on them that's really hot. 
and then the Beat Volcano Burrito. It's, I remember that. That's actually pretty good. And I like it. They've been around since the 2010s, so they're not super nostalgic, but been haven't been on the menu, though. So they came out like around 2010, and they had them on the menu, and people liked them, and they were big. No, I'm sorry. They debuted in 1995, and then they took them off of the menu, though, uh, in like uh, 20... I think around 2013, 2010, somewhere in there. Now, here's where I don't like, and this is where Taco Bell's screwing up. This is where some dumb old guy went into the marketing meeting because, you know what we need? We're going to bring the volcano uh, thing back. We need somebody that was really popular at that time. I know, Paris Hilton. Yeah, they brought Paris Hilton back. So Paris Hilton is the spokesperson for the new volcano menu. And they even set up a, a phone line. You know what? Let's call that phone line right now. I'm going to call that phone line right now. Let's do that. Let's see what you guys say. If you want to call and leave a message for Taco Bell, it's called 844-THAT'S-HOT, which is T-H-T-S-H-O-T. All right. Let's stop my music and let's call Taco Bell. You've reached the Taco Bell Volcano Menu Hotline where you can get spicy advice from me, Paris Hilton, expert on all things hot. Hold, please. Me, um, hot <laughs> Press one if you're just here for the volcano menu. Press two for advice on sleuthing from Paris. <sighs> Press three if you want Paris to be your life coach. Press four to hear Paris's thoughts on banks. Press five for Paris to read the volcano menu. Press six for a first. All right, let's see what number three is. Your kind of everything. Oh, like God. Basically. All right, so there you go. It's a hotline, and it is Paris Hilton, and you can't leave a message because I was really going to go off on the message. That was my plan. <laughs> that was my plan. So they screwed up a great thing. They brought back the volcano menu, but they brought back Paris Hilton with it, and God knows how much they paid her. And Paris is old now, right? Like, it's not young and hot. Like, the kids aren't into freaking Paris Hilton. And by the way, only the kids eat Taco Bell. Like, it's pretty disgusting. It's one of those things that's a last option. One of the only fast food places I have by my house where I live. Very few uh, fast food options. And if I'm starving, I'm like, I'm just going to Taco Bell. I'll eat it when I have to. My kid, my, my daughter, loves it. She's a teenager. She loves it. But she's a kid. Like, she's down with the Taco Bell. Me, not so much. Most people, not so much. I, I bet you if I asked my daughter who Paris Hilton was, she'd be like, uh, I've heard of her. There would be no big thing here. I, I think they missed the mark on the Paris Hilton part. But the Volcano freaking Taco and the Volcano Burrito being back are are good moves. I, mean, I have to do everything. I have to fix everything. I have to help every company. It's tiring. It's tiring being stretched. It really is. So anyway, that's it. So you can get it today. If you're on the rewards menu, you can get it today. If not, you got to wait till the 29th, which will be, what day will that be? Thursday, you can get it then. And gear it up for that 4th of July weekend. Get your volcano. I might go down there and just get the old school, get the nostalgic flavor of that burrito. I like that burrito. We'll try that out. All right. I'm stretched. It's the 4-9. 
Big, 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 big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. This weekend, it is the warm-up for the Great American Birthday Party known as July 4th, which will take place on Tuesday. And we're going to kick it all off right here on the Big 49 with our live broadcast of the Redbud Motocross Festivities. Now, unfortunately, because Redbud is on the East Coast, it is an early start. 9 o'clock in the morning is when the broadcast will start on the 49. At 10 o'clock is when the gate's going to drop on Moto 1 for the 250 class. And it is one of those early-ass days, but it's going to be fun. Whole thing should be over by 2 p.m. in the afternoon, and you can watch it on television on the Peacock, which means it's going to have some pretty good television coverage. Can't wait for this weekend, and Moto is back, and it is America's birthday. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9, it is a Stretch show here on a Tuesday morning. I'm going to give you a very depressing story saw this headline over the weekend and didn't really you know it was like it's awful but I didn't want to talk about it on the show and that is the worker uh, at Delta Airlines San Antonio Airport that got sucked into the engine of one of their planes on Friday night and died gruesome horrible way to die and you're like, damn, that's a what a way to go. That's brutal for all the people that saw it, everyone around it, all the people on that plane. Like, you sucked a freaking runway worker up into the engine and just, that's just like basically sticking a tree in a mulcher or a human in a mulcher is what happens. And that's what you get at that point. So, I saw the story. I'm like, wow, that, that's awful. Well, now we have an update on that story. That was a suicide. I love, too, they say, they didn't say sucked into the engine. They say a ramp worker at the San Antonio International Airport who was ingested into the plane engine now say uh, died by suicide, according to authorities. So I don't know if they found, like, a, a suicide note or what it is, but... The airport employee died Friday night after getting caught in the engine of the Delta Airlines plane that arrived from Los Angeles and was taxiing to the gate. The county medical examiner confirmed the cause of death was suicide on Monday. An investigation into the incident by the National Transportation Safety Board has been canceled in light of the medical examiner's findings. No operational safety issues. The man literally ran and dove into the effing engine. Say counselors were made available at the airport to employees following the death. Delta released a statement. They were heartbroken at the loss of a crew member. And you got to think when something like that happens, you're like, how the hell did we get a guy sucked into the engine? Like, this is not cool. No, it was a suicide. He ran and dove into the engine. He did that. What a way to go, man. You really wanted to die, bro. Like, you know, take a pill and lay down and go to sleep. Like, man, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to mincemeat myself through the freaking meat grinder of that jet engine. Damn. That's hardcore. That's hardcore right there. You got extreme sports? That's extreme suicide right there. I always trip, too, on people that light themselves on fire. I'm like, man, did you just want to go out the most painful way humanly possible? Also knowing there's a chance if you're lit on fire that someone, someone's going to try to save you and they may save you and then you may just be effed up from being burned. Yeah, crazy. 
Don't kill yourself. Don't kill yourself. Bad idea. Get some help. Call somebody. Call a friend. Say, hey, I'm thinking about harming. You, you call. There's all kinds of mental health hotlines now, too. And you say, I'm thinking about harming myself. And someone will talk to you and hopefully get you to see the error of your ways. And that, you know, eventually things will be better. Whatever's bothering you isn't that bad in hindsight. And it's devastating to the people that love you, like your family members. So, horrible, horrible story. Man, I'm depressed now. All right, coming up next, let's get back into that Hunter Lawrence story. If you missed it, and then I'm going to wrap it up and go get my lunch on because I'm fat. It's the Big 4-9. Big 4-9. It is a stretch show. Time to go home on a Tuesday. Get ready for the big old hump day hoedown tomorrow. That's going to be fun. Stupid Taco Bell. I want to leave you an angry voicemail. You know that they did that on purpose so you couldn't submit. Pair sucks. What do you got? Are those herpy tacos? It's kind of the route I was going to go. Your tacos got herpes because Paris does. She gave it to me. <laughs> allegedly. Better say allegedly. Moto man. We'll get sued. Oh, man. Yeah, it's uh, going to be a good day. Going to get up out of here. I like what I've done today. I created. I solved problems. I fixed problems for Taco Bell. I told them they had a bad idea. I made the Moto Show on Saturday way more interesting with the crash cam. And I may even rename it before then. I'll put more thought into this. I'm stoked. I like what I've done. Very proud of myself for today's broadcast. And then I'm going to take off two shows next week because it's 4th of July. That's America's birthday. And I'm a great American. So that is what it is. Get up out of here, man. Go get my lunch on. I don't even know what I got for lunch today. To be honest with you, I didn't go to the market. I got busy. I didn't go. And now I don't know what I got. I might end up having to go next door to the taco place at work. Get my taco on. One good thing I did notice already this week, because it is 4th of July week, a ton of people are already out of town on vacation. They'll milk it for those extra days. And traffic was a little better yesterday for me. Going to work, going home, it was about the same. But going to work, it was lighter. I'd go figure. But hopefully you'll get some good traffic gods uh, on you this week, too, as more and more people head up out of Dodge. And shout out to you if you're going out to the desert to camp out and ride bikes this week. Great time. Bring the 49 and you'll have all your moto update coverage. So you got you got a data plan. You got the 49 and we got your coverage. Bam. That's what we do. Thank you guys for listening to us again. I will talk to you tomorrow. Until then, God bless you all. And God bless the United States of America.